okay, this is really awkward. We're in a cul-de-sac in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And we're looking at a gorgeous house with a lot of cars out front. This is Diamond Dallas Page's house. Well, you're making it more awkward. Why? Is well, that him? He's at the door. It's like waving us in. Oh, there he is! Diamond Dallas Page. What's going on, brother? I haven't seen you in forever. Dude, how are you in such great shape still? <laughs> right? Stuff, bro. You know, it's great. his gut. He's like, oh. Yeah, because he's making us all look stupid. Well, only 63, bro. So I all, understand that. It's all about how you have to hold back the edge of time. You want to sit in here? You want to sit outside? What you Whatever you want to do. I'm good. Your, your house is, is gorgeous, this man. This is Paul's house. My brother-in-law's Oh, really? Yeah. This is beautiful, brother. Thanks, man. What do you do? Employee benefit specialist. I do um, employee benefits for large group insurance. Nice. That's a good life, right? right? It's a great life. <laughs> it's a great life. Obviously, look Dude, at this I'm house. Dude, li- I'm living on the water. Check this out. Oh, wait. I didn't see the... You're right up against the canal? This point, Pleasant, New Jersey, is something. Oh, it's freaking awesome. Wow, look at the pool and the canal. I know they can't see this because we're on the podcast here, but this not, is gorgeous. It's not a horrible lifestyle. Not bad at all. You know, it's funny. I came down to the shore 37 years ago right. to bartend at a place that Paige was um, was opening and uh, never left. Met a girl from Point Pleasant. Where'd that's, he end? that's it. Where'd he end up? So you Point started, Pleasant. you probably started in some shitholes <laughs> and then worked your way up to this gorgeous spread, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. That's what we all did. You got a boat? Two. Nice. Do you fish? I don't. I sail. You sail? That's that's yeah. even better, man. I was gonna say, last thing I need is another. You know, right. When you're out on the water and you don't hear an engine and you're just by yourself, just chilling, that is like. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, I, I I think it's spiritual. To be honest with you, we try to race. So, really? Yeah, we race every Tuesday night. Nice. Good for you. Yeah, it's all good. All right. Well, thanks for the thanks for well, the listen, view. Thanks for coming down. Man. Can I jump in the pool after this? Yeah, absolutely. I might have to go naked. I didn't get my uh, swimsuit, but we're okay with that, right? Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. I don't give a shit. <laughs> there ain't no paparazzi around here. Right? Mikey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump in the pool after this naked. Okay. No, we're going naked though. All right. <laughs> Did you guys see anything drinking? Uh, just water or something. And maybe a bathroom, if you don't mind. Bathroom right over here. All right. Long, long ride from uh, Long Island. Yeah, we, uh, no, from uh, Manhattan. All right. Um, keep, keep it going for this? Of course. I got a healthy stream, Dallas. Healthy stream. All right, let me put this over here. 
I lift up the seat because I'm a gentleman. I'm not a savage. I'm not an animal. Looking at a nice bathroom here. He doesn't have any of those fancy uh, uh, bars of soap in the shape of shells, thank God. But he does have a little rubber ducky. Can I look in your medicine cabinet? Should we? Should we look in his medicine cabinet? No, that would be crossing the line, right? Oh, now I'm shy? Why am I shy? I just drove two hours to get here. Uh, all right, hold on. Oh. Oh. That did the trick. few things better in life, right? Oh, here's the second part, because I'm a bit older. <laughs> Don't make fun. seen you in like years man has it been years you think it's been years because we, yeah, we talked right we talked right after um no it was resurrection has come out yes. at that point and right after you brought us on to talk about it and yeah and if anybody wants to see what resurrection is resurrection of jake the snake right it's on amazon right now and it's on hulu yes it's one of my favorite documentaries of all time and it's one of the it's the one, one of the most popular documentaries in Netflix history. Yeah. Was, you know that, right? No, I didn't know that. But yeah. I, I know we got major reviews. Yeah. And they wanted to keep it there, but I wanted to put it other places. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Amazon's a great, great location for it, and Hulu, you know, right, so right. people get to see it. You got a little of that Philly accent in you. You're from down here, right? I'm born and raised here. And but, I, but I hear a little bit of it, like like sort of as it, as the Philly accent fades away as you as you go up the Jersey Turnpike. Uh, well, more than anything, I blew my throat out big time. Doing like, what? Doing this, but doing it crazy passionately. Right. And it all started with um, the end of the year. We have our big Christmas blowout, you know, that we do for DDP Yoga. But one of our um, one of our videos that we did, one of our transformations, a guy named Vance Hines from right in Dallas, Texas, right outside of Dallas, four hundred and seventy-five pounds. He lost one hundred and ninety-eight pounds in one year, and documented everything. So we made a video of it up. It did twenty-six million views. Wow. In five days. Wow. And kept going. Right. And uh, at the, then my book came out, Positively Unstoppable, yes. The Art of Owning It. We started a contest around that, which just finished up because it's a four-month contest, transformation contest. But it's a million-dollar transformation contest. We're going to pick two finalists. And we're not even doing it. It's a big company in New York that's doing it. And then they give us the top ten, and then we'll pick them from there. Yeah. But it's not just transformation physically. It's also mentally. So you got to write a paper, you know, on what, what happened in your life right? and how we're going to do it. It's uh, kind of like almost, a, you know, um, the golf you know, hole-in-one deal yeah, yeah, yeah. where, you know, you get insurance. Right. 
and there's going to be 100 books for each contestant. The minimum is going to be 5K. You know, there's going to be trips to Mexico for our retreat, yeah. our DDP yoga retreat that we do every year. Um, kind of like deal or no deal. Oh, the, one of the books has a million dollars in it, basically. a million dollars in it. Oh, wow. Right. That's cool. Yeah, pretty good. Look yeah, cool. how big Mike's face. He yeah, went, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the best thing that happened is somebody wins, right. you know? Because then it would go everywhere, Wait, you know? there's a chance that no one wins? Well, not, well, yeah, we'll win at least five bucks, 5,000 bucks. Right. So the minimum would be a 5,000, and there's all sorts of different prizes. So in one the of the, books. how many books you got? A hundred books. hundred books. One of them is worth a million. Right. And how many people get to pick? There's two people. There'll be two finalists. Got and they, yeah, okay. And they each get their own hundred. Right. So it's not like, say you went first and you hit it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still got my own shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, and we, we see so many people who are like on uh, on the Facebook, Positively Unstoppable Challenge for DDP yeah, Yoga. Yeah. And uh, it's been, you know, really amazing. Because I watched, there's Vance Hines. This guy um, is a district attorney in Dallas, outside Dallas, one of those little suburbs. And uh, he videoed everything. They, and he shows himself, you know, weighing himself. And how it came to him for him to do this, he's a big Burt Kreischer fan right. and Rogan fan. So he was listening, to, and they do their Sober October deal, right? Yeah, which, I mean, uh, but I, love those, I love those guys. But then by November 1st, they're a mess. <laughs> like, like, aren't you frustrated by that? Because you're one of these guys that is so positive. You like seeing that, but don't you want to see them continue no, after? Dude, I want people to do whatever the fuck. <laughs> okay, fair Whatever enough. the fuck they want to do. That's how I really Because well, they feel. get praised for a month, and they look good, they look healthy, and then next thing you know, November 1st, they're just partying their asses off. <laughs> but one of the things Kreischer said on the show, yeah, God. he says, you know, there's a triathlon coming up, half triathlon, right. which is still crazy. Of course. He said, and uh, oh, it was a marathon. It was a triathlon. It was a mar- half marathon. Right. 13 miles. Yeah. And Bert, you see the guy you see. Bert's yeah, 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 yeah. like, I'm going to run it. Yeah. And they're like, fuck you. You ain't going to They're all making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, he did it, and he filmed it. Right. And Vance saw it. And when Vance saw it, he said, man, if he could, if that guy can run, walk, run, skip, whatever, yeah. half marathon, I can freaking, you know, get around the block. Yeah. So he started filming it. He weighs himself every week. He starts out 475. The first week, he's 478. He gains three pounds, <laughs> oh thinking he's going to be losing weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's happening, probably about 10 pounds into it. I, someone said, you know, you should be on Bert's podcast. I said, I'd love to be on Bert's podcast. And I just went to look on his Twitter. And there's this guy, Vance, and he's videoing himself without his shirt on. He's 52. Yeah. He's big. Takes a lot of guts to of do course. that. Which is just wearing his underwear on. Yeah. Videoing himself. I'm so 170 he, and I don't want to take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? So big 475. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I see him and I go, man. I go, this guy wants it. And he is, he's, he's making himself accountable, not just to himself, but the friggin' internet world. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I thought he was following me, but he wasn't. So I just tweeted on his page. I said, DM me if you want some real help. Right. And he writes me back. He DMs me. I guess he started following me at, at RealDDP, at DDP Yoga on Twitter and Instagram, at Diamond Dallas Page and at DDP Yoga on um that's on Instagram. Twitter is at real DDP and at DDP yoga. So I, I did it on Twitter. Yeah. And um, and he, he DM'd me back. 
And he was funny. He goes, I'm sorry, man, but uh, I really had no idea who you were. Like, <laughs> I like that. I like that people don't know. They're, they're still being drawn to me yeah. to help them. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with being yeah, of course. DDP. They're just being honest. You've right. got to appreciate someone's honesty. But right? I'm cool that I like people who weren't fans. Because yeah. it's a different viewpoint. And um, he said, uh, I, I saw your, you know, your, your, your reach out to me. And I got to be honest. My entire life, I've said no to everyone's help. But now I've got a different viewpoint. And everybody on my feed was like, if you don't let DDP help you, you're crazy. Right. And so they knew who you were. So I Googled you, and yeah, I'd like your help. So I said, here's what, here's what movies you have to watch. And someone who's big like that, right? if they don't do what I call the list, I don't help. What's the list? The list is a series of things. And it starts out with educating yourself. Right. Like, there's two movies you must watch, as far as I'm concerned, really three. One's Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Yes. So you see anything's possible. Now I want to take you into food. Because I'm not going to tell you, don't eat this, don't eat that. If you're smart enough, you're going to tell yourself what you can and can't eat by watching Food, Inc., which yes. won the Oscar in 2007. But in Food Inc., it also can allows you, not, you to... Can you not poke me when you get excited? <laughs> you saw that, right? You saw it. See, he's laughing. Your, your finger's stronger than my whole fist. So <laughs> He's so, getting excited. Like, uh, oh, you know, I get passionate about it. No, I, well, I, I, that's why I, I love you. You know that. And um, so... Did my, you ever see Fed Up? Another great movie. That's an amazing great movie. movie. That got me off sugar, although I'm... On and off again, but at least you know on, about on, it. On and off you know, again. You're right about that. At least that, you know it's you're, you're, you're educated now in it. And you'll ne- and the other, other movie's called Genetic Roulette. And I genetic haven't seen roulette, that one yet. Genetic Roulette's where they show you how they genetically change wheat, dairy, corn, soy. If it don't say organic, right. and people are oh, comedians, like, oh, God, organic this, organic that, or what our great-grandparents used to call fucking food. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because every, go to Italy. Right. Everything's organic. Right. You know, there's no such, there's no word. You why know, why does the organic stuff look so sad in the supermarket? Because it only lasts three days. <laughs> That's why. He's laughing, you know. it only lasts three I wanna days. Because ch- I want to eat organic, and then I go to that section, I'm like, the blueberry's a little smaller, the, the lettuce is That's wilting. what it's supposed to look like. I, oh. I know, I understand. But it tastes you ever so see, much better. You ever see what a chicken used to look like compared to today? You'll see oh, that in Food my. Inc. Oh, yeah. Because Food Inc., it isn't just, my brother said this to me years ago. Yeah. You know, it's really not you are what you eat. Right. It's that. You are what you eat. But today, we are what they eat. Right. And they're eating shit. shit. I know that. So, and they're pumping them up with roids. Right. And all that. I mean. It, all sorts of chemicals a, and stuff. So, it looks good in the supermarket. Right. So, it looks tasty. <laughs> the, the, the DNA. And you'll see this. You know, like, don't listen to the wrestler, dude. Educate yourself. You'll never see food ink, fed up, genetic roulette. Um, Forks Over Knives. You will never see these movies on NBC, CBS, TNT, right. Spike. You'll never see them on right. any of those channels because how could you have Papa John's, Doritos, Coca-Cola, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? If you could get five things 
for five dollars to eat. Yeah. What the fuck could be in that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So get get back to the guy. So you gave him the list, which was these movies. Was these movies? And if, after he watches the movies, yeah. Then it's like that's our next test. It's like okay, what did you see? Yeah. He's like, I'm afraid to eat anything. Yeah. That's okay. Now that's good. Here, now, yeah. Now here's what I'll tell you: you can eat because I am a hundred percent gluten free, dairy free. GMO free, meaning nothing I eat unless I'm on the road sometimes and I have to eat genetically modified whatever. Yeah. You know, but when I'm home, man, you could be a celiac where you can only, you, you have to be eat healthy or your stomach like explodes on you. Let me let me play the other side of that. Do you miss it though? Do you miss I, just slobbing I, out? No, I miss the convenience and I don't miss slobbing out because it make once you start eating real food, yeah. And again, with my program, my DDPY program, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you eat. Yeah. But if you want to lose weight, if you want to be an athlete at a different level, Tom Brady eats like I eat. Yeah, he does. It's why the guy is playing at 41 like he's 28. Yeah. So, again, I don't miss the pain of what's going to happen. Like, I used to come home all the time when I first went gluten-free. And this is my home, New Jer- Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Best submarines. Best pizza. Yeah. And I'm going to get a Mike Subs. Mike, yeah. Jersey Mike started right here in Point Pleasant, New yeah. Jersey. So, I'm going to have a sub. And then I'd been clean for a while. And I ate that sub, and I started feeling like shit. And it wasn't Mike's fault. It's the gluten that's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. And now they have a gluten-free bun. Right. It sucks. So I'm not, <laughs> not going to eat that. Um, but their subs, if you love subs, they're the best. And I thought, well, I've already eaten that sub. I might as well go to Vesuvio's Pizza and get the pizza, too. Right. Man, I was crippled up for three days. No kidding. Yes. And when you're younger... You can get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. But if you look at the kids today, like, let's just, this is a great example. Like, you, you guys are both skinny. You guys could pretty much eat plastic. You know, well, I'm trying to lose seven pounds. Yeah, well. So I need yeah. a couple of tips uh, yeah. before I leave this house today. Which, which I'm, I'm having a tough you. time because I, I, I just want to be, I want to be 170, 168 tops. I don't need yeah. to be, you know, 160 anymore or any of that or shit. But to lose this seven or eight pounds, it's been a year process. Well, you, I, I, I could go through your diet and go boom, 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 it's boom. It's probably sugar. It's, it's, it's probably sugar. And, and it's, it's so hard to get people I, to stop eating sugar. Because I don't eat, I don't eat uh, late night anymore. I'm following uh, Dr. Ian Smith's uh, latest book where yeah. it's sort of like uh, intermittent fasting. Right. But basically it's stop eating at 7.30, 8 o'clock at night and try to push your uh, breakfast to like 9.00. Right. That's 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 I think, fast. I think some of that all works, but it's not a lifestyle, you know, to me. Mine's well, it works for me because I don't I, I don't like breakfast anymore. Oh, you know, so I eat yeah, yeah. I ate eight eggs every morning. Wow. You know, two uh, six yolks in uh, two two whites. Yeah. Some gluten free toast was a company called Canyon. They don't pay me to say that. Yeah. Un, it tastes as good toasted as any real bread. Right. On the planet. Wow. And I'll have some, uh, some, some strawberry organic jelly. Right. And I'll take some, uh, some greens and throw them on. Something like sprouts or yeah. um, microgreens. And it is phenomenal. Like, that's my favorite meal of the day. Yeah. Every, and I can always change it up a little bit. Right. So, but the diet, when it comes down to where you're at, it's real diet. Right. You know, it's like you got, if you want to get to that you spot, you really can. Strict. And then you got to, it depends what you eat. Like, I'm sure you eat gluten and dairy. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. You gave that up. And I, first of all, and I'll challenge no, not, you. Not, I don't eat dairy anymore. Well, well maybe a little ice cream. The, the, you know, I cheat. But there's, there's ice cream. <laughs> I'll show you an ice cream. Only, there's only one. Halos? One, one flavor left. All right. He's I going to this giant. Look how big that fridge is. Give me a boy. 
Which one is this, that? This is the. This is called not a moo, and uh, and this is a. I've never uh, seen this brand. I've yeah. seen the Arctic Zero and the Halo. No, that sucks. Here, really? Grab that. All right. Wow. Uh-oh. I, I don't know if I needed that big of a. <laughs> How's the GDP bite? Okay. How's well, the GDP bite? Well, I can't talk, but well, I'm fine with that, Chris. Well, swallow it. Let it, let, it, let it not swallow. Let it defrost in your mouth. Wow, that's good. Isn't that good? Again, I don't get paid to talk about that. That tastes like coconut milk in there. Yeah, that's, co- that's a coconut milk. But wow. all of, they've got so many different brands or so many different flavors. Here's the thing, though. Regular ice cream. Sugar, <laughs> quarter of a cup, or half of a cup, right. you know, four ounces. Sugar, anywhere from 27 to 34 grams of sugar. Right. That right there, if you eat the quarter or the, the half cup, it will be anywhere from seven to nine grams of sugar. Yeah. And you get that sugar uh, satisfaction. Right. Whatever, so right? I can eat a whole pint yeah. for the version of regular ice cream. Of course. And it tastes the same. That was good, man. For real, that was really good. And, and the government fucks around with uh, how much sugar you're supposed to have. You know this shit, Dude, right? Give me a, any box over there. You know, Holy. give me any box that's got. What, what box do they side. allow in, in an American diet? And 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 that's that's so funny you say. And it. the sugar industry got involved with this. Like, come on, you got to help us out a lot because the government knows you shouldn't even be having the allot, uh, allotted okay. amount of sugar every day. All right, well, let's let let's really blow this out of the water. Yeah, this is fascinating. This is Cheerios. Yeah, everyone thinks Cheerios is amazingly healthy. Well, the bottom line don't is... Don't forget, when you put milk on Cheerios, there's sugar in milk. Yeah. Yeah. But ahead. I'm going to show you something about sugar. And if you look at right here, on the fun facts, the nutritional facts, you know, if it says fat, total fat grams, yeah. if you take one cup, two grams, and then it gets over to what is the recommended daily, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, that two grams of fat is 3% of what you should get during the day. Yeah. They give the same thing if you get down to sodium. That's six grams. That's 8% of what you should yeah. get. You know, potassium, uh, 11%. Right. Carbohydrates, 9%. Yeah. Fiber, 11%. Sugar. They don't show you. <laughs> they don't show you. How <laughs> fucked up is that? They don't show you they the percentage. I know. I know show all this you. from Fed Up. Yeah, man. And when I because, saw that, because it's an industry you can't mess with. You know, they're, they're big money, man. They're very, very powerful. The sugar industry. So get oh, uh, the resurrection of uh, Jake the Snake. Right. Yep. I love that movie. Like I said, it's one of the uh, one of the uh, most popular movies that was on Netflix at the time. But you got shit. For showing Jake the Snake in that light, and I was I defended from who? you from who? I was reading some articles about it, and and you had some critics like uh, he shouldn't have showed Jake the Snake in that state, and blah blah blah. And I'm like, first of all, Jake the Snake was fine with it. Second, he fuck, he gave second, me okay. Yeah, yeah. Second, <laughs> no, that's what I'm getting at because people always want to find a problem with sure, something. Sure. And I was thinking, fuck that. Jake the Snake probably helped a million people by showing you know his struggle and, and if you don't show and what the struggle, he went through. Yeah, a hero is defined by the size of his opponent. Right. If you don't show the struggle, it does. It, the, the getting over at the end don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. And Jake was, you know, he he was screwed on the movie. Um, oh God, Beyond the Mat. Right. And that guy Barry Blaustein filmed them taking crack and you know and all that. It really showed Jake in a really bad light. It really hurt him for right. a long time. With me, I made sure, and I told him this. I said, Jake, I said, if you don't like this, it was all done. 
and we could have had it, could change whatever he wanted him to, said, what, if you don't want this, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. And it got to the end. We watched it. Just me and him. Yeah. Because the first copy those guys sent me, I said, this sucks. Yeah. You know, and I... And I, and I what we, sucked about it? It was too much conflict. You know, you can make a movie anything yeah, yeah. you want it to be. I go, this is a story of redemption. Yeah. And that's got to be... Well, get to the end of it. I go, no. And so I was telling my the guys who work with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, because this part, this beginning part sucks. You know, we'll lose people. They're, you know, he's got to fall, but not fall into the... Grand Canyon, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was Steve Yu is the genius who put it all together. He's director, first time director. He took five hundred hours, wow, and made it ninety three of the best minutes you could see. Right. He did an unbelievable job of it. Jake and I watched it together alone, and after it was over, I'm not saying anything. I want to hear what he says. He looks over at me, and he looks back at the screen. I'm not saying anything. I'm waiting for him. He looks over at me, and he looks back at the screen, and he goes, what, no cartoons? <laughs> he rolls. And I said, do you like it or not? He yeah. goes, I love it. Yeah. I love it. He goes, a lot, of tough, a lot of stuff's hard to watch. Yeah. You know, but that's real addiction. Addiction right. is hard to watch. Right. So it's uh, people who are 300 400 plus pounds, 500, 600. Um, that's an addiction. Yeah. Food. How's, so he, you have, how's he doing nowadays? Unbelievable. Jake has got one so of he, the So he stayed with this whole he, thing? First of all, stayed sober. Wow. And one of the things we did in the movie, I don't know if you remember, but we went to go see a good friend of ours, Mick Foley. Of course. Doing his stand-up. And when Jake got done, after we watched that, we were out in the car and we were driving back home. He said, you know, Dave, I could do this. I was like, of course you could do it. You're one of the best storytellers ever. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he did his first couple, and he didn't really put the work in. And it kind of were lame. They weren't that good. But by the fourth one, he realized what he needed to do and then put the same amount of work he did in everything else he did yeah, that yeah. was really successful. He will tour 12 straight days all over Canada, all over the United States, in the middle of doing uh, Comic-Con signings. Yeah, yeah. He's making more money today than he's made, in, you know, probably ever. And he's been super, you know, people love his deal because it's not just comedy. It also gets, yeah. you know, he gets deep at times. He talks right. about what we did. That's awesome, um, though. No, it's amazing. I think a lot of people uh, avoid that. And he will talk to guys who have hit that wall yeah. afterwards. You know, he'll actually talk to them. And, you know, Jake is, Jake's got a super good heart. And I'm just glad that... He just turned 64 the other day that, you know, he's he, he's found a way. He's found a whole nother job, another passion. Right. They just have to get beat up to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, does, yeah. So does he call you from time to time? When I, he's I a see week him moment? all the time. Because what will happen, uh, the the the, um, the Airbnb, well, that, where we filmed it, yeah. it was, well, I called it the accountability grip. Right. It was my home. Well, I bought another home since then, and I kept that. And that's the accountability crib. You can rent, you can rent the Jake the Snake uh, Roberts suite, the Razor Ramon suite, the DDP wow. suite. My mother-in-law, who's like um, a pixie Santa Mrs. Claus type person, uh, she's there. And she has her two little rooms in the middle, and she's like the host there when people come it's in. It's like a bed and breakfast, basically. It, is, it really is. You make your own breakfast. Yeah. But we've got an 80-inch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are over 
eight hundred pictures. You throughout. must you must have just a lot of wrestling fans that just want to stay there. Yeah, I tell you what, both. But if you go and look on it, you know the County Builder Crib, any one of the three rooms, because they have to put them all each room up separately. Yeah. We're a five star. We're top of the line. Our reviews are insane, and a lot of people are not wrestling fans. Right. Yo, Lana, it's kind of like DDP yoga, which today I'm branding DDPY. Yeah. Why? Because I want people to stop calling it just yoga. Yeah. Because it's not. And it doesn't fit in that yoga box. Oh, didn't I'm... make it for yogis. I made it for people who wouldn't be caught dead doing yeah, yoga. Yeah, yeah, so, That's smart, by the way, because I, I was confused by that when you first introduced me to it. And I did do it, by the way. And now I do more traditional yoga. Right. But your, your, uh, your, your style of yoga is absolutely awesome. But I like that you're changing it to DDPY. Yeah, just so because you know it's it, different. It's its own thing. Right. I mean, there's a lot of yoga moves and, dare I say, positions. But it's also... Right. More of a, more of a, how do I say, like, a, a, it's more powerful, I guess, right? It's like, it, I think so. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It may, it takes you out. It's not a Zen thing. No. You know, it's, it's a, it's a true, we are working out. And but at getting, any level, at yeah. any level, like in our new app that we have out there, which is just killing it right now, because it's got over 180 workouts on the app. They start in bed. Yeah. Like, you can't get out of bed. I got three workouts for you in bed. That will help you get out of bed right. and then go to what we call chair force and sit in a chair and work out. Right. And then I take you to the next one, stand strong, where you use the chair. And then you go to beginner all the way up to psycho extreme. The thing that I've loved the most about the program, we, we work out, we eat good, and we party. Right. It ain't your mama's yoga retreat. Right, right. You know? That's cool. We're having a good time. Right. Um, so What's partying for someone like you? Um, I'm, I'm a big, like, Patron or Don Julio. Oh, you are? And, uh, <laughs> and fresh squeezed grapefruit. Your bro was nodding. Yeah. I, I love my uh, tequila. Yeah, I, well, tequila is the I, healthiest liquor I love a, you can a drink. Good, I love a good drinking tequila with just a little lime juice. Yeah, I could do that, too. But I love, have you ever tried it with fresh grapefruit? Uh, yeah, I've done that too. That's my favorite. I usually go Ruby Red. Uh, well, Ruby Red, you're talking about for fresh for fresh grapefruit? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. the best. Because even out of the bottle, yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah. But when I go to Mexico, um, that is beautiful resorts. Uh, it's called the El Dorado uh, Resort. And we get the, the casitas, which go right into the pool, into yeah, the lagoon. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. we get the whole cove. Nice. So nobody can kick us out. It's our pool. Right. You know, and then it, it fills up more than that, so people can all come in and no one kick us out. But they in El Dorado in Mexico, they have eighty thousand square feet of the their what do they call them? Platonic or the uh, hydro, hydroponic greenhouse. hydroponic greenhouse. Everything is organic. Everything tastes oh, I amazing. Think you guys are talking about pot. No, no, we're talking about <laughs> growing. Getting, you know, Mexico's got horrible the soil. Right. So they they do it. They like figured that. out how to do it to get the better stuff. Their better grapefruits product. are so sweet. Nice. They're in, and you have that with it. And I never get hung over from it. And I also like some wine, and I'll drink some beer. What do you mean you don't get hung over from tequila? I never get hung over. People say, uh, do you know uh, what this is about? That. Tequila, the hangover is way different for whatever reason because tequila is a bit different than actual I think other it's alcohols. It affects people like, like some it, people you're not as moody. It. You're not as moody the next day. They say I don't. tequila. 
I, to me, you have that and a little bit of grapefruit juice, and you're good. And I'll, you know, I'll have a I, few. <laughs> I, I love that you you admit that you, uh, you hit the bottle, man. No, yeah, but not every free. I, no, I, I understand you're not like uh, sitting. No, but but you know, most people would maybe like you know not talk about that part. No, like, that's bullshit. When it's time to party yeah. and have a good time, you exactly. understand that shit. I, I want people. I want everyone to have a good time. And right. one of the things I was starting to say to you, like, yeah, sure. With especially on my beginner workouts, you know, like energy, fat burner. Um, every workout of the twelve that I start you off with, yeah. That literally, there's someone doing it in a challenge position. It's me doing it. There's a couple other people, but there's one person on his knee that says it's okay, right? To lower to your knee, it's okay to step in. Right. I've had big, you know, people like this. I mean, the emails I get sometimes really chokes me up and the stuff I see on Twitter or Facebook um, because they're saying you made this accessible to me. Right. And I always say DDPY meets you where you are. Right. You can be, you could be, uh, but guys who do my program, uh, I'll show you a picture. Are you a football fan? Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to talk about that too, because you made a deal with the NFL with the DDPY. Yes, that was You're working with uh, ex-players mostly? Uh, Well, yes, but I also, you know who George Kittle is? Uh, Plays uh, a tight end for San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. He sent me this picture. That's him watching the playoff Sunday and doing DDPY. Beautiful. (laughs) At the same time. At the same time. With the wife, it says. With the wife. It says basketball and DDY, uh, well, he says it, DDPY yoga with the wife. Yeah. And you wrote, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But also Ben Garland, who played guard for... for, um, Uh, the Falcons. Yeah. Now he's with the 49ers. Nice. He's been in my house numerous times. Yeah. He brought his brothers with him. Yeah. His brothers got the, their companies doing it with right. him. The list would be, and for any guy that's big, yeah. you know, um, Resurrection, Food Inc., right. Genetic Roulette. Right. Then on my app, the way we've designed it, there's a tracking section. So there's six pictures to take. Right. Like, you've seen this stuff with Walter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walter, with Arthur. The video that went viral. And, you know, it's got probably, literally, a half a billion views on it. Wow. So these are six pictures that Arthur took. Yeah. And you can see here, it's a, it's a forward picture. Well, explain what we're looking at. So right. Arthur's the guy that we started the podcast talking about. And he, how much does he weigh in the first picture? He, he, the first picture is, these first two pictures, he's 5'6", 297 pounds. He cannot walk without the knee braces. Right. Right. That his wife have to put on him because he right. can't really get his toes. Right. Get to his toes. 20 minutes right. to put his braces on, strap his back brace on, and then grab his cuffs or those canes yeah, yeah. and hobble to the bathroom. Yeah. Disabled veteran, over 500 jumps, survived the helicopter crash. 14 years in, wants to do 20. Yeah. You get to 14 years. Yeah. You want to do 20. Good. They sent him home 100% disabled. Wow. And 100% disabled. 100% disabled. Okay. Walk with those knee braces, back braces, the canes for 15 years. Yeah. That's day one. In one, in 10 months, he loses 140 pounds. How is that the same guy? We're about to show you. He goes from, now it's a front look at him. Now we have the side look. Yeah. And look at his posture. How is that look the at same how he's standing. guy? I'm going to show you. Now, it isn't about weight loss to me. Right. This program, DDPY, is never, it, it was designed for me when I blew my back out. Yeah. I didn't start wrestling when I was 35. Yep. My career took off when I was 40. Yep. In 96, 97, 98, it was on top of the world that I ruptured my L4 and L5. And I had three spine specialists tell me I was never going to wrestle again. 
I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. Right. I will do anything, including yoga. Right. Because I'm that guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga. Right. For his 42 years right. of my life. But who suggested yoga to you back my then? My wife at the time. My first wife, Kimberly. Okay. And I was like, nah, I ain't doing fucking yoga. Right. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But it was really all I could do besides the you know, limited rehab. Yeah. So one night, I, after about three weeks, I did feel a significant difference. And, you know, because you've done regular yoga, yeah, too, yeah. and it's really good. It's amazing when you do it right. But when you do my stuff right, which is the engaging flexing as you move that I added together, I mixed the yoga positions with the rehabilitation techniques, with the old school calisthenics, and dynamic resistance, which means time under tension. When you open your hand like this and open, pull your pinky away from your thumb, can you see all the muscles that activate? Yeah. Now they're gone. Yeah. This is how you raise your arm in yoga. Yeah. This is how I raise my arms in right. DDPY. Gotcha. So every time you flex, explain that though, because every time can't you see this. flex or engage a muscle, yeah, your heart has to beat faster to get the blood to the muscle. It's just science. Think about it. You're laying down. Your heart rate's going to be the lowest ever. Yeah. Sit up. What's going to happen to your heart rate? Yeah, it's going to go right up. Stand, walk, right. jog, yep. sprint. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. That's what I get you doing. When I've got you standing, feet hip distance apart. Yeah. And if you're just listening yet, now just try this with me at home. Because you don't have to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And what you're going to do is spread your feet hip distance apart. You're going to bend your knees. When you bend your knees, you can feel your quads are engaged no matter what. Now, if you pick your toes up, and you grip into your sneakers on the floor, whatever. I mean, really grip. Now you're going to feel it in your toes. You're going to feel it in the inside of the arch of your foot. You're going to feel it in your calves. Now I have you straighten your legs. And I want you to try to pull your feet towards each other. Now you're going to activate your adductors. Now I have you hit them and really flex your quads and hit them. And I have you tuck your tailbone, squeeze your glutes, hit your glutes. Now the whole lower body's activated. Now you reach out and grab the ball. And I want you to pull your pinky away from your thumb. And when you pull your pinky away from your thumb, all these muscles are going to get activated. Right. Now when you reach in the touchdown, you just don't pull your arms up like you do in yoga. You create your own resistance as you're moving, like you're moving through clay. You get up in the touchdown, exhale, bring it down. And as you bring your thumbs and fingers, your- your thumbs and index fingers together, you're pushing the diamond cutter sign. You're pushing together. You're pulling your pinkies wide. Inhale, take it back. In diamond cutter, bring your arms out to a T, clench your fists. Hulk it up, brother. <laughs> Attention. Shoulders back, chest out. At ease. I'll guarantee you my heart rate, because I do it all the time. There's yeah. a video out there everywhere with it. Yeah. I guarantee you my heart rate went from about 84 to 123. Wow. Standing yeah. still. So that's without jogging or riding no an exercise impact. bike. Right, right. No impact on your body. And you think this guy could have any impact? No. Can you walk without canes? No. Can I? Can I? Uh, a side note: Did you really sue Jay Z over the diamond cutter? And all do you talk say, about this? All I can say <laughs> is, come on, let's get all into I this. can say He's is, the, He's the matter first. has been resolved. <laughs> <laughs> You know, in the big picture, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of respect for Jay. I really do. Yeah. Because all the amazing. You just things. start using the diamond cutter, and you're like, "Whoa, that's yeah, well. mine!" <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sticking up for you. That's uh, all. Yeah, I appreciate that. But, okay. you know, <laughs> he can use as much as he wants now, and uh, he can do whatever he wants yeah, he now. Whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, I'm good. But oh, he, uh, I want to see the house that he got for that one. But um, you know, I you really, got a diamond cutter house somewhere. <laughs> Where is it? Yo, know, the bottom line is, I really respect him uh, because He's of the, the way, first uh, hip hop billionaire. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you know he does a lot of things like really right for the community. Yeah, I mean he gives back a lot. A lot of people don't. Yeah, so I got a lot of respect for him. So, so back. So to back to guy. Arthur. So this is really. See, what- I'm, now I'm looking at a guy. He was he was go back to the first picture. Yeah. So he's uh, no offense. He's way out of shape with canes and braces and all well, look that. Look at the stomach. Yeah, it's stomach. unbelievable. And then and then uh, I, I can't believe it's the same guy. Most people go, you, you know, this is bullshit. I know it's not. I'm just saying. Yeah. I now know. I'm looking at a guy that how many how many LBs is he down here? Um, he, there's 140 pounds down. So he's down. 140 pounds down, and he's ripped. Yeah. So His the, arms are like you, solid. If you, go, if you go to ddpyoga.com or ddpy.com, yeah. and you go to the bottom of the page, yeah. you can watch the video. Right. So This isn't the Burt Kreischer guy, though, right? No. no okay. Because no, no, we got to no, get no. back to him, Yeah, too. I'll get back to him. Okay. So this is what it's about, with him standing up right. and then trying to bend over. Right. And he can't bend over. I got to explain that. So it's 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 when he first started the program. He can't touch the floor in front of him, and he's got his braces. And you see the cane he's yeah, holding on to, and he's holding on to a cane because he can't even like bend down without falling over. Exactly. God. Okay. Get that. <laughs> now we're looking at a guy that can easily bend over with his head like uh, forehead you know, on his shins. Yeah, his forehead is on his shins. Thank you. Uh, completely uh, bent as far over as you and can. And the same thing sitting down. Uh, that's Boom. unbelievable. Now this is my favorite one. He's in a catcher position. Yeah, right? yeah. He can't go lower than that, but that's pretty good. He got yeah, pretty low. He's pretty low. But you notice he has canes on each side. Sure, of him. sure. And his son's holding his shoulder. Yeah, because he's going to fall over. Exactly. Right. I say to Martha, "Why is your son holding yeah. on to you?" He said, because I'll fall. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, not anymore. That's the same guy. It's unbelievable. Can they see this on your website? Yes. Or where do and they go? All of this is up on DDPY.com. Because, I mean, he looks, I would say he looks 10 years younger, too. I'm, I'm going to show you, Dave, when we get to the end of it. Wait, so, so that he's still not where he wants to be in these pictures? No, no, he's exactly right. I'm okay, going to show okay, you. Okay, gonna, okay, good. That's yeah. 10 years ago, bro. Yeah, that's amazing. 10 years ago. The sucker's still friggin' Amazing. So... In one of the six pictures is you're standing up and you're trying to just pick your foot off the ground. Yeah. You know, and you've seen me do this before. And yes. Like, like can, can you get here? Can you get here? You know, what can you get? And still, with a tear, pair of tight jeans, at any point in time, I could take either foot, pull it over my head and have a yeah. discussion with you. He can't. Your nuts going to fly across <laughs> the kitchen. <laughs> your brother's shaking his head. <laughs> the... Um, Arthur That's, can't stand on two legs. How's he going to stand on one? Right. But it work. Come on. Now we're he can do the now same thing I can do. Now we're seeing the same position that DDP just did for us in this uh, kitchen. That's. But here's this one's really good. You th- do you think this is shocking? I've this never isn't seen your most shocking one. No. <laughs> He's five six. His son, one of his sons, like six one, six two. On their one year anniversary. He took a picture of him in plank position. Yeah. With his son. Who's six foot one is standing on his back. In plank position. Yeah, the guy's in plank position now. That's what DDPY is. That's strengthening your body at a different level. Right. At any one can do. This guy started sitting in a chair. And now we're looking at him in plank position with his six foot one son standing on his back. And just to show you, it's like... That's the guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so just so you can see, that is the guy. Wow. No, I, I, we, <laughs> I know you believe I me. I believe you. You've got to go to the website and see it for yourself. That's just simply amazing. Now, uh, now I know what I want to ask you about Jake the Snake in that documentary, sure. which leads to uh, a whole bunch of things now. So in that documentary, we talked about this uh, when the movie first came out. You were so frustrated 
No, there was times. <laughs> no, but you kept it together. Like, I'm looking at you in some of these scenes going, wow, the average person would be like, fuck this. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the time, the energy, the effort. What is it about you that you're able to, uh, to you know, hang in there when, when the going gets tough? Well... Because he was, like, not following the program. He was sort of taking shortcuts. And yeah, you're like, he, he would get yeah, fucked up once in a while. He would get fucked up. <laughs> and slip and up and lie to us. I'm not fucked yeah. up. Like, yeah. And, you know and, we know? Because you're an asshole right. and, when you're fucked up. And, and you're, you're not. And you're only human. So <clears> some of that frustration obviously comes out like it, it would in any human. Sure. But then there's something deep inside you where, like, all right, I'm frustrated right now. But I still fucking believe that he could do this and I could get him to where he needs to be. If I where does that come from? If I believe if I believe something, I mean, if I truly believe it, like I'm going to be a wrestler when I'm 35, everyone says I was out of my fucking mind. But I believe that I could get to the mid card, and then I would reset whatever. If I when I get there, I'll reset the next goal. And you know, I've had great mentors myself later on in my life. Dusty Rhodes is one of them. Right. Like in the beginning, I just wanted to be a mid card guy. And I knew I deserved, at a certain point, better than that. Because I'd worked so hard and I was pretty entertaining out there. But when they're writing the storylines for you, um, and they don't want to write you the way you see you, you, really tough. You know, know, they just write you off off TV. How's how to get over? So, you know, I had to... There was one point in time where I was so frustrated and I called Dusty up. And I said, you know, Dust, you know, they're, they're never going to give me what I called the Jake the Steak Roberts spot. They're never going to give me that opportunity. And the Jake the Steak Roberts spot was a, was a top guy, of course, but it wasn't a world champion. He, they, they, he never got any of that stuff he should have, but they couldn't, you know, they, they didn't go with him. Right. But what I loved about Jake is when he came to the ring, or Rick Rude came to the ring, I don't care who he's wrestling against, you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't go, oh, Jake's doing the job. Yeah, or Jake's going to win. Or right. You didn't do that because you didn't know. Right. And that's the element of doubt that rolls in, that plays with people. And that was just wanting to get to that spot. And I said, Dusty, I said, I know I'm never going to be you, know, um, you or Flair or Hogan. I know I'm never going to be the world champion. But they just won. He went, Dennis! And I never, <laughs> just, I never heard him yell at me once. Right. You know, but he got, he, he finally was like, You've been venting enough. Shut the fuck up. And he went, Dennis, what did you just say? And I said, well, now I feel kind of stupid. You know, I'm like, well, Dream, I know I'm never going to be you or Rick or uh, Hogan. No, no, D, D. What did you say after that? I said, well, I know I'm never going to be the world champion. He said, then you need to get the fuck out of our business right now wow. he said d if you don't believe it as hard as you work with everything you've done if you don't believe it you need to get the fuck out now and he kept talking and i don't remember really i have no idea what he said after that because it just got in my head i know exactly what i did i was in uh, mableton georgia at my kitchen counter and next to the phone was a pad and i pulled the pad over and I wrote down on it, I will be the world champion in five years or less. Nice. And it was four years, four months, and 14 wow, days. Wow, that's awesome. And I was world top. And it, that's our Oscar. Yeah, you know, I lived, I lived a dream at a different level. But again, if it wasn't for DDPY, 
that never happens. Right. Because I would have been out. Right. I'd have been done. Right. So <clears throat> I with my own stuff, you know, and a lot of times people get really depressed over their marriage broke up. Uh, and understandable. They lost their job. Uh, they get injured. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's, and then in depression, once depression sets in, if you don't figure out how to bounce out of it, like, Everybody from <clears throat> Obama to Trump to Oprah to Tom Brady to LeBron James to The Rock, they all go down. Right. They don't stay there long. Right. That's the key. Right. And if <clears throat> you ask me what is my gift, that how I can do what I do, I, I go down. Right. I just don't stay there. Right. Because... Well, that's that's easier said than done. So help me. Well, well, I mean, I'm I'm playing the other side. Right. There's a lot of people that uh, suffer from depression and all sorts of stuff. So and how do you how do you uh, how do you work through that? How do you how do you get out of being depressed? And how do you uh, get off the floor and wipe yourself off and and you know continue and, and get yourself back together? Uh, Yo, know, I'm not trying to pitch my book, but it's it's the reason. No, I please wrote, do. No, but it's the reason I wrote the book. Yeah. So you want to know how you do that? Yeah. Get positively unstoppable. Right. The art of owning it. Like, what is it? It's whatever the fuck you want it to be. Right. You know, I don't care if it's a personal relationship. I don't care if it's your job. It's your goals. I don't care if it's your physical activities. Right. Fitness level. Diet. You know, like, whatever it is. Everything will come down to every single time the story you tell yourself. Right. That inner voice. Like, you say, well, yeah, I can't do that because, uh, well, you're right. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes ever is, if you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. Right. Do you know who said that originally? Uh, no. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. And what the fuck did he ever do? Not much. <laughs> Not much. You know, but he did the same shit. Sure, sure. You know, everybody who is successful at a different level have had adversities. Now, if you look at when I blew my back out, they're telling me my million-dollar contract pretty much going to be gone. Multi-million. That, you know, I'm blown out. My career's over. Yeah. One of the worst moments in my life. Right. Turns out to be one of the best best things ever happened to me. Of course, I get that. But a lot of people can't see that. I get that. And I literally knew once I was coming back. Yeah. I knew one day there was going to be an infomercial. Right. There was going to be something. And and I started it. You had no doubt when you started this. No question. Once I knew I healed me. Right. But no, I had doubts along the way. We have sure. a new documentary coming out, which I'll send to you. So I can't wait. When, when I we heard got, about it. This one's called Relentless. Yeah, I and it's it. literally the story from me blowing my back out to where we are today. And Steve Austin is one of my closest friends and has been since we met each other right. years ago. And he just happened to be with me because, like, you just can't go, I'm going to do this and go do it. Yeah. You have to put the work in. Right. Inside my Hall of Fame ring, it says work ethic equals dreams explanation point ddp you got to work at it so i just couldn't say hey i got this yoga workout that's not yoga i had to write a book first with my business partner dr craig aaron who's a monster yogi and also freaking a chiropractor who knows the body inside now because i want to say dude am i doing all this right and later on, I ended up teaching him shit. Right. You know? Yeah. And we wrote the book together. And when Arthur's video went viral, like it went viral in 2012, that book sold out everywhere. Of course. Uh, on, on what you would call it, on uh, um, uh, Amazon or wherever it was back then, or eBay. Yeah. It was $200 wow. for that book. Wow. And it was, it was, I called it Yoga for Regular Guys. And 
What? What? I used to say, Moshe, and I called it YRG. And I used to say, Moshe Yogi is very namaste. Yeah. YRG, way more TNA. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> pop. And back then, I meant TNA. Yeah. I meant fucking guys. Yeah. And smoking hot chicks. Yeah. Because guys you don't, may not know this, but women go do this shit, and they're in great shape. Right. They look amazing, like... You're kind of stupid not to go to a yoga studio. And we made fun with it, tongue-in-cheek, but the workout was serious. Right. And then about a year and a half later, I did my first DVD series, which Arthur got a hold of. And I'm not really making any money. I was $548,000 of my own money in this company before I took a dime. Wow. And the one thing that kept me going was when I'd start to get down, I'd get... You know, one of those emails from somebody right. who I didn't even know got it. Because everyone who got my program back then, I would cut and paste an email. There was no automatic response like there sure. is today. I wrote that email that's the automatic response. But back then, I had to write it, cut and paste it, and send it. Yeah. And <clears throat> so many people would get back to me, you know, six months, nine months, a year later saying, change my life, man. Yeah, I can play with my kids now. So, 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 why do you think people uh, listen to the negative voices in their head and not the positive voices? They're why easy. is it so? <laughs> they're easy. Just because that's the easy, they're easy. That's the easy path. And they're raised like that. You can't do that, right? I mean, when I told guys I was going to become, I started as a manager. I tried wrestling when I was twenty-two. Yeah, everybody laughed at me. Yeah, I hurt my knee. I had three matches. I sucked. Yeah, I was going to come back and follow the dream, but. I was I got my first I was in nightclub business I was seventeen I got my first bar to be the day night manager right. of, and then the booze the bras at the party rolled in and, and you know and I sort of stopped. It's just seventy eight seventy nine yeah, wrestling goes big in yeah, the mid eighties, and when it does I was so mad that I was not involved because I knew in my soul I knew I was supposed to be a part of that, and <clears throat> I just stopped watching. And then one day, I'm flicking the channels, and I see Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura. And I had never seen Jesse. And he's got the glasses and the do-rag and the leather coat. I'm like, (laughs) the fuck is this guy? He's amazing. Yeah. Who's the first guy's first match that comes out while I've been watching? Guy with a bag over his shoulder. Fucking Jake. And it sucked me back in. That that year, I was running, we had a big club, Paulie, my brother-in-law was working there with me at the time. I got dressed up as Jesse Ventura, <laughs> and everybody knew I was being Jesse. Right. Yeah, that's how over he was, you know? And then I went to Florida, did a really big club, and one night, I was walking around grabbing the drawers. We had, this was a big club now, and we had about 12 bartenders and I was just grabbing some of the drawers. One of those guys are drawing, grabbing the drawers with me. And my buddy DJ, Johnny M, he was playing Sydney Lopper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. This is after hours. He was just figuring out mixes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, and you saw Lou, uh, Captain Lou. And I'm like, I'm just seeing Lou. <laughs> and just instinctively, I just said to myself, not to Smokey, not to anybody. I said, rock and wrestling. I should have been a part of that. And I walked away. I went in the office. Smokey comes in. Now we're all drinking after hours, you know. And he's like, Paige J. Yeah. Rock and wrestling. Uh, well, what, the, what, the fuck, what the fuck was that? I said, well, I tried it when I was a kid. He's like, you did? What was your name? I said, Handsome Dallas Page. He went, whoo! 
can forget about using that gimmick anymore. <laughs> it's not that funny, fucker. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, gonna poke me again. Now, now, I don't know, I don't know how it happens. Someone else starts talking about wrestling, someone else, and now I'm in my own head. And I just start scribbling on my doodle pad yeah. in front of my desk. And I write down Diamond Dallas page. And then I write down Diamond Exchange. And I freaking go, you know, I'm too old to be a wrestler. I was 31 and a half at the time. I said, I'm too old to be a wrestler. I said, but what if I was Diamond Dallas page and I was a manager and I Jimmy Hart manages the Hart Foundation, I could manage the Diamond Exchange. Woo! Shot, shots, drinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking. And then a little while later, it hits me. And I go, you know, there's not really that many good-looking chicks in wrestling. Now, Miss Elizabeth was beautiful. Yeah. But she's girl next door beautiful. Right. What if I had a whole stable of ladies, and I called them Diamond Dolls, and they were stripper hot? And Smokey goes, oh, that'll be a stretch. Woo! Shot, shot, drinking. <laughs> and uh, I, just, I wrote it all down. So... As, time, as things would happen, a week later, I, I used to do all my own radio commercials. Right. And I would, Thursday, Thursday, you know, I'd do a synthesizer voice yeah, yeah, yeah. or, oh, yeah, Wednesday, hot legs, <laughs> dig it, baby. You know, nice. they, they, they might come in and do these spots. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's them. I'm not saying it's them. Jake was the first one to come in my club. Because in between Tampa and Miami... That's the middle spot. It's freaking 300 miles. Yeah. So 140 miles in, you're in Fort Myers. Want to take a little break. Right. And stay overnight. And, oh, this guy's a mark. You know, buy all my booze. So Jake had been there. Uh, Ted DiBiase, Bushwhackers, Jeanette and, uh, and, um, and the Rock and Roll, um, the Midnight, Midnight Rockers, uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. I got Ted, D- I had Ted DiBiase upside down, pouring a bottle of tequila into his mouth. We were doing <laughs> upside down shooter shots. So I'd been around it all, been around it all. And so um, when I, this uh, radio station um, where I would do my spots, they had told me that the Party News Network, which is a local cable station, wants to do a little special one. They want to make you part of the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. scene. And they want to do something, you, you and the voice. So they fill me in my 62 pig Cadillac. They fill me in the studio. I'm wearing a WrestleMania t-shirt. Nice. I got the long hair like DDP had. I mean, I look like I belong in wrestling. Yeah. People used to ask me all the time I was going through airports. So at some point, I'm at my desk. And they go to me. So where does the voice come from? And I look down on that scribble that you know, I've been doodling the other night when I was shit-faced. Yeah. And if there's not a pair of white sunglasses there, I don't think I do it. Yeah. Maybe I don't. But they were there. And I grabbed those sunglasses and I put them on. And I said, the voice comes from Diamond Dallas Page, did it? I was born to be a professional wrestling manager. It's big, it's bad, it's Norma Jean's voice. And then I went off to talk to normal and talk about shit. Somebody saw it. I always tell people, I, say, I specify it. My that was it. That, well, well, it was just that a was little. start. That was it. Wow. Now someone's got to see it. Yeah. And that's what happened. A radio jock named Smitty, who has his big sports uh, boxing show in Vegas now, he saw it and he called me up and he said, I'd like you to do my show. I'm like, bro. I don't really do it. I was just making that shit up. 
He goes, who cares? It's radio. Right, right. You know that? So I was like, well, I don't know. He goes, I want you. I'm going to have Captain Lou on. What's the odds Captain Lou is going to be on the show? I go, can I talk to Captain Lou? He's like, you're my resident professional. Of course, I want you to talk to Captain Lou. I'm in. And then I did it again next month with Sergeant Slaughter. And this guy, somebody says to me, he goes, you know, you got to do something with this Diamond Dallas Page thing. He goes, there's something there. I go, I know, but what am I going to do? I mean, I'm not going to leave my killer job, you know, to go into wrestling and make no money. And he said, well, I got a friend of mine. He used to be a boxing promoter. Now he's promoting with the AWA, which is really like a Midwestern territory. And, uh, and, um, he said, here's his address. I go, what am I going to do with that? He goes, you'll think of something. So I created characters, one called Big Bad John, and he had freaking, he goes, he was the guy who'd be working in my diamond mines, <laughs> you know. Then I had Rock Hard Rick, my buddy was just shredded and huge. Both of these guys wanted to be wrestlers. And then I had a guy named Ted E. Bear, and he was a midget. <laughs> <laughs> and the diamond dolls walk him out and scantily clothes. And there's a guy named Captain Jack who used to be on the radio here in Jersey. Now I want to say he's somewhere in Nashville or whatever, but he's got his own, you know, one of those uh, uh, podcast stations. Yeah. And uh, he, he had the greatest pipes. So I brought him in to be like the Gene Okerlund interviewer. We send this tape. To the AWA. Never knowing, but you're coping, you, you know? know, right? Yeah. Two weeks later, wow. this guy, Rob Russin, calls me and he says to me, Is Diamond Dallas Page there? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, It's Rob Russin from the AWA, senior tape. Want to bring you and your boys in for a tryout. Jeez. But we got one question for you. You know, we've shown your tape around, and you know you, uh, you know you got a, uh, you know people like like your stick, but no one's ever heard of you. Where are you guys working at? Um. Uh. Well, Rob, to be truthful, none of those guys can wrestle. <laughs> I just made that tape up. He's like, "What? Why would you do that?" I said, "Well, everybody wants to try to get into professional wrestling, but it's kind of like a secret society, (laughs) you know." And it was like, "All right, well, don't call us; we'll call you." And as the way God would line things up in my life, uh, Paul Heyman, who's Paulie dangerously at the time, he left the AWA. He went to NWA, which would become WCW, and um, it left a huge hole for a young guy that could talk. And that's how I got my gig. Greg Gagne, who today. Him and I are really good friends. Um, he um, he called me up and he said, listen, Dallas, bring uh, all those crazy clothes. Because I wore those clothes, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, uh, bring all those crazy clothes, a couple of those hot-looking women you got. We're going to give you a tryout. Wow. And that's how, I, that's how it was. And that was the birth of it. That was the birth of it all. So what kind of upbringing did you have that you were so positive as a person? Was your dad a good influence? Your mom? <laughs> oh, you laugh at that. Oh, was that a bad thing to bring up? No, not at all. You know, I, I came from a broken home. So you, you know? came from a broken home and you were able to figure it out. Most people, that would be the excuse to, you know, yeah, just uh, be a complete fuck up in life. Yeah, my mom, my mom I was just had dinner with her last night. And uh, I'm seven, I'm 63 and so she's 81. She had me at 17. Oh, okay. You know, and... Uh, well, that's she, tough right there. Yeah, but she also, she had three kids by the time I was three years old and divorced. So, you know, 
we, my brother and sister went to live with my mom who had my grandmother raise them. I went to live with my dad. And my dad's a good guy, but he was like 21 and couldn't spell the word father, yeah. let alone be one. So I bounced around from one family to another. And I look at, like, I try to look at the positive stuff because I try to look through to see what, what's the situation here. When I was at my mother's house, they buried my father. When I'm at my father's go, people, they bury my mother. Like, first of all, very early age, I realized they were kids. Yeah. You know, how the fuck kid, yeah. you know, they didn't even know what the hell they were doing. I can't imagine being a parent at that age. I could, you know, and I couldn't either. But my mom, you know, even though I wasn't with her all the time, she, anytime I was, she led you. Like, I thought I'm going to do something. She goes, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. You know, like she had that, you know. She believed. Well, she, she wanted, she didn't want to discourage you. Right. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, but people, a lot of parents will. No, absolutely. They I want you to go in that safe profession or that safe job. And, you know, and I get that only on one side. They don't want to see them this, the, uh, bummed out, you know, and, you know, d- depressed because they didn't. But it, if they just realize that that is not the angle to take. The angle to take is help your kid believe they can do anything. And then wherever they end up, they end up. Because there's a really good chance if they really work at it, they can come really close to whatever that goal is. Hell if yeah. they don't work at it, well, no, Johnny, it's not going to happen. See, not everybody gets a trophy. See, you're, I mean, the one thing I'm noticing today, you're downplaying that. You got, you got something special in you because most people don't look at life that way. You know, my, my but dad. But they could. No, I get it. That's, <laughs> that's why you're so, so, you know, great to talk to because you, from an early age, you believed in yourself and you believed in uh, the power of positive thinking. You, you ignored the negative and really focused on the positive. That's why I relate to you because my dad, he put me in the positive uh, thinking programs when I was like eight years old. I'm like, what the fuck is this? All my friends are reading comic books. And he's, like, <laughs> he's giving me um, uh, programs like the old school. One was called Born to be Great. Mm. And he gave it to all my brothers and sisters and his, and his brothers and stuff. And I, something about the, that program really talked to me. I'm like, wait, I can do whatever the fuck I want in life? Right. And I, I started believing from an early age. And he was the guy that basically said to me, like, he didn't give a fuck what I did for a living. He goes, but make sure you do something that you really enjoy because you're going to do it for a long fucking time. And I'm like, I want to do this radio thing. He's, he's like, yeah, you can do yeah, that. And, and I had I had uh, people around me that wanted the same dream. And their parents were like, no, you're going into engineering school and you're going right. to go to the top university. But my dad was just, he really truly believed you could be whatever you wanted in your life. And uh, that's, that's the whole reason why I'm successful. I was... I, I I had a shitty radio voice with a terrible accent, but like you, I'm like I'll figure this shit out. Right, right now, I don't know. I suck at this, but I know I can be one of the best, and I believe from an early age. Right. And it's very rare to run into people that believe like that, like yourself. Well, again, and that's where I've had. I mean, you can go read the reviews for Positively Unstoppable. I haven't read it, the book yet, and yeah, I can't wait to read it. Actually. It's it's like, and I talk about I talk right like I speak to a certain degree, right? You know, and <laughs> it was funny they had to make some of it grammatically correct, yeah. You know, because that's just books, right, right? You know, when they're publishing, but you know, there's so many lessons in that book that deal with. I'm not just saying, hey, this is what I did. I say, this is how you can do it. Right. But it's going to take work. Like, there's no easy way. There's no shortcuts. I mean, The Rock, who I love, is the biggest star in the world. No one outworks him. Right. No one. To this day. To this moment. I watch it. There's a video of him up on on, uh, YouTube of him talking to the L.A. Lakers. Right. 
And he bring in, he's pretty snug with some of it. It's like, none of you, no one in here will outwork me. Right. Like, you may be LeBron? Right. <laughs> he, I don't think LeBron was there at the time. Okay. But I, he, I, t- I think he'd say it right to LeBron's face. Yeah. And LeBron would go, bring it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, of course. Now, there's a guy. And when you talk about, like, all the stuff that I'm doing, um, it's all about holding back the hands of time. So you feel amazing. Like, I don't want to be 75, 85, 95, and be miserable. Right. You know, LeBron, who wants to be the leading scorer and the best ever, he spends a million point one a year on his body. Wow. That's his quote, not mine. What it, what what does he get for that? Well, you know, the he, top the, trainers. He got, and- but the trainer he got, from what I understand, he brings his whole family. You know, it's like, it's a big overhead, but hey, he writes it all off. Right. And he can, but he but probably he knows, makes $100 million a year, probably. And he knows he's got to spend a million a year on his body. Yeah. So that's like you, the best nutritionist. The, everything. Right, best workouts. that Everything. Like, wow. if you came to my house, if we were at my See, house. See, but most, like, I'm a sports fan. You just assume at this point, he puts an hour in the gym here and there, and he's he's, he's got it. He's at a level that he knows he's good enough. And he doesn't work as hard anymore. Well, you look at a guy like Stephen Curry. Like, yeah. you, all you have to do is watch any specials on that kid. Yeah. I can, I can remember, which can't remember what video it was, but it was watching one of the documentaries on somebody back when he was like 11. Yeah. And boom, just the drills, the yeah, drills. Yeah, yeah. I watched him warm up. I went to one of their games somewhere. And I watched him warm up. He does this hour warm up. I don't know how long it is, but man, those guys, they take the craziest shots, but they practice them right. over. And, and over, over and, and over. over again, like, right. you know, back when we were growing up, you hit a three-pointer. Whoa! Yeah, of course. Today, seven-footers are hitting three-pointers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, The whole game has changed. It's completely different. It's game. almost weird to see someone uh, shoot a, 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 you know, a two-point jumper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right. It's really weird because they're all, the whole offense is based around getting as many threes in as possible. Repetition. Right. And all through my book, I will say it over and over again, things like repetition is the mother of learning. Right. The more you do something, the more you own it. Right. And that's why people who get really negative, yeah. that's why they're so good at it. Right. Because that's the only shit right. that fills their brain. Right. And, hey, that really works. Yeah. I'll give you a quote. And this is one of the things I'm, I came across and it's become the thick, what I think is the most powerful thing I realized. I was on Brainy Quote on that on the sure, app. Sure. And I saw... The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Right. So let's break that down. The repetitions of affirmations. Talk, let's just say um, the day I was going for my whole fame ring. Going to be in front of 22,000, well, 18,000 people live in the building. Yeah. And millions of people watch it on USA, yeah. watch it on the network. I'm the first one out of the gate. My affirmation in my head could have been, oh, man, what if I fuck this up? What if I forget? Well, God, I'm so friggin' nervous. What if I screw up? What if my tongue gets dry? Oh, my God, what if I suck? (laughs) That's not my fucking affirmation. My affirmation is, this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. I'm going to blow everyone away. I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to make them cry. I'm going to inspire them. Yeah, right on. And that's the only voice in my head right because i can't let anything else in there because when i walk out there i know when i hit that podium i put the work in right 27 minutes later 
I have one of the most inspirational speeches ever given when it comes to accepting an award. Yeah. But it's all about thanking the people to help you get there, being humble, and, and showing how much you enjoyed the ride. And take them on the ride with you. So the repetitions of affirmation can be positive, what they're supposed to be, or negative. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. Yeah. You get all that negative shit in your head all day long, you believe it. Of course. You say you can and you say you can't, you're right. Yeah. The repetitions of affirmations leads to belief. Right. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, things begin to happen. Right. Do you know who said that quote? No. Most Henry Ford? <laughs> Good guess. Uh, what's going to be fascinating I thought there was going to be a theme here. Oh, well. Uh, what's going to be fascinating here, people who are, who are listening to the show, yeah. they have no idea either. Yeah. But when I tell you, which will tell them, what his affirmation was. Like, I told you mine. But by mine, you would have no idea that it was me who had that. You just wouldn't. Because I didn't put anything in there that distinctly said who I was. Right. He doesn't either. But he says this so many times that you know exactly who he is. And here's what his affirmation was. I am the greatest. I am the greatest of all time. Muhammad Ali. Damn. How do you know that? Because you just did the voice. No. (laughs) Take the voice out. How do you know that? Because he was telling himself he was the greatest of all time. His whole life. His whole life. Until he started believing it. He's been doing it since he was a teenager. If you watch the stuff, I watch everything. His his life story is amazing. There's a great, great... Uh, documentary right now on HBO say say my name yeah I haven't seen it yet I oh, can't dude. wait to see it it's like Ali narrates the whole thing right. the way they did it right and I, I was lucky enough to meet him and spend time with wow. him where he could still talk a little bit towards the end 1998 and I, I met him three different got to hang with him three different times he actually we have a picture arm in arm but he looked at me and he was a fan he loved wrestling yeah and he said Lock up, diamond. And he locked up with me. I have the picture. No. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. It was really, it was a moment. Let me ask you this. So, um, you know, someone like yourself that's successful, uh, I've been successful. You hear from time to time, um, you know, you're lucky. Do you believe in luck? And do you give it as much power as hard work and and just uh, belief? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Right. <laughs> like, I, I, and there's, but a lot of people are simply like, lucky. Like, like to blow off the fact that you sacrificed, you worked hard, you had to believe in yourself, you had to have a dream, and they blow all that off in the end and go, oh, you're lucky. You're lucky you, 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 uh, you were where you were at the time. Would you say LeBron James is lucky? I, I, somebody would. Yeah, well, somebody, somebody would though. The, the amount of work that that guy has put in, Tom Brady, lucky, right? right. <laughs> lucky to have had the God-given talent, but LeBron was that you could tell he's going to be, he could be the man in the NBA right. very early on, right? Tom Brady, right? Not at all, right? No, not at all. Like, lucky to made the NFL. Yeah, he was barely picked. We all know the story of Tom Brady, and, and now he's, he's now the greatest, the greatest of all time. Yeah. He's the greatest of all time. Because that lucky thing comes up a lot. A lot of people want to just throw away your success by saying, oh, you were lucky. Those people have, they they have really bad negative 
story they tell themselves. I believe there's some you know? luck involved. No, obviously. absolutely. But they, but they put so much emphasis on the the lucky part of what you did, and blow off the fact that you you like I said you sacrificed and worked your ass off to get to where you were. And and if you were an athlete, and and and, and coming uh, upon roadblocks as you go and going, all right, here's my latest roadblock. How the fuck am I going to get around that one? Right. And, right? you Because know, the next roadblock for any top athlete is what's going to happen to their body in their 60s. Right. And their 70s. Right. And we all watched the Super Bowl, right. uh, 50th year anniversary, and they brought out 50. And it wasn't all 50 because I think two couple were dead. Yeah. But up to about the 43rd player, those poor guys, and they're looking as good as they can look, yeah. are hobbling. Yeah. Out there, of course, Jerry Rice could probably still be playing today, but he walked out there like a million bucks. But you know, very few guys are like that because they're so beat up. There's a guy I'm working with right now. We've done this, and that's we 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 just got segued after I was talking about the book was released, the million dollar contest, the million dollar challenge, and then the week of Super Bowls uh, Sunday. I live in Atlanta. Super Bowls in my hometown. Yeah, on that Sunday. The NFL alumni released a press release talking about the partnership right. with me, DDPY, and the NFL. Now, by the way, when I told you I lost my voice, my voice was shot, and I've been working on it uh, for months now. But when the book came out, after about three weeks, I started getting hoarse. So I went in and had my guy give me a shot, which prednisone, which takes down the swelling. Now, today, if I did that, I am talking for a couple days. But there, I didn't really realize. And I went out, and I, like, I hit it hard. By my second day on Radio Row, which I was on for four days, I did. by the time we all sat down, I'd do 120 interviews, wow. 17 podcasts wow. in a three-week period. Like, I mean, I was nonstop. And my second day of Radio Row, I freaking called my A&T. I said, bro, I can't talk. I have to have a voice. He said, I stopped by the office. He goes, we really shouldn't do this, you know, but I know you. Man, knowing it today, I would never have done it because I got fell in where I could talk again. And man, when I got to the end, the damage that was done is... You're still dealing with it? The right side of my vocal cords, 100% paralyzed. What? The left side is 50% paralyzed. What? And your voice is stronger than mine. <laughs> now I'm really working on the. Now Just I'm to... so aware. Right. Like, and, and I, when I went in for surgery for my laryngologist, who was this guy's really amazing because the ENT couldn't help me anymore. Yeah. And he was like, listen, Dallas, your voice coach is your new best friend. And what's the real problem is, is we have a, you know, a, a tunnel that we get our air in and out of. Say it's four inches in diameter. Mine's like, Three quarters of an inch. Oh my god! So add swelling to that, and again, yeah, I could be really screwed. So I'm really like, you're the only podcast I'm did. I, I haven't done one in a long time, and I could do yours, and then won't do any for a couple. And then of you're days. gonna tap out for a while, right? Well, I'll shut up because you're an incredible motivational speaker. And, the, and with the NFL thing, it brings me back to this. I've known you. I don't know. It's gotta be 20 years. Of this yeah, right. right. Um, I love that you're finally getting respect. Because, like, don't forget, in the early days, oh, oh, a wrestler's got a yoga program. And maybe I even thought that. I don't know. No, I get it. I don't know. I get it. I don't know where where my head was at at the time. But to watch it from a... 
from a distance and go, this motherfucker is turning into a modern day guru in front of everybody's eyes. But at first they're like, oh, a wrestler, would a- right. he's trying to get a second career. You're like, no, this ain't a second career. This <laughs> is my fucking career that right. I believe in. And uh, fast forward all these years and now with the NFL and everything else to see you getting respect. I love it. Thank you. I love it. And I, I you're obviously starting to feel that too, right? I, I feel, I, I, I in, 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 in Relentless, the movie, the documentary will probably come out towards the end of this year. Um, it talks about, you know, the highs. Right. But there was a lot more lows. Sure. You know, when I got to like $200,000 in, $300,000, and I, not, nothing's coming back. Like, not even a little bit. Yeah. And then I get that email I was starting to say earlier from one of the guys, thanks for, you know, you saved my life. Yeah. Or, you know, and I didn't really take it as seriously because I wasn't, hands-on like I was with Jake or right. Arthur or Vance. Right. You know, I wasn't really like hands-on. They did it on their own just following my program. and uh, But that would get me up and it would put me on the mat. And exercise in general is the best stress reliever. You're stressed out? Go walk a mile. You know? 100%. <laughs> go get on a mat somewhere. Go to a yoga studio. Right. Pick up my app and do my app from your home. Right. Um, but any kind of stress reliever like exercise is going to make it better but then it goes back this is going to work this is going to work and then arthur that was pictures i showed you earlier that happened 10 years ago and i was with him the whole way through what how it happened was i ended up sending everyone an email saying hey i'm not trying to sell you anything i'm writing to thank you for believing in me but i also have six questions i'd really if you had some time i'd like you to answer most yeah. people didn't believe it was me because i was kind of hot off tv and yeah, yeah. yeah like blah 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 yeah like, no it really was well this guy arthur he answered and his answers were incredible so i wrote him back i said hey bro i go thank you so much for putting the time into that i go it sounds like you need some help can you tell me where you're at and he's and, he, and the cliff notes are disabled veteran morbidly obese relegating to thinking of himself as a piece of furniture. I said, send me some pictures to see what I'm looking at. And he sent me those first two pictures. And I'm looking at the knee braces, which I wore those my whole career. But I didn't know his wife had to hook him up and everything. And I didn't know what to do with those canes. But his goal, his only goal, was to lose 50 pounds. He had to be under 250 for the VA to operate on his knees. And so... You know, my goal is, okay, I, I sent him, this guy, Dr. Fred Bishy. I he had, had this food combining program. He's from Long Island. He's 89. Yeah. Guy, a couple of years ago, was running 20 miles on the beach. Bet you can still run 10. He's 89. And he's a rawest. All he eats is fruits and vegetables. And he'd come up with this plan that didn't, wasn't like just fruits and vegetables, but it was food combining, eating food in a, in a row. So I sent it to Arthur and see what he thought about it. And he wrote me back four of the most powerful words you can write. Now, if he would have wrote me, I think I can do it or I'll give it a try, I would have went, awesome, keep me in touch. But he wrote, I can do this. Nice. I said, send me your phone number. Right. And that was it. I called him and we started our talk and we talked every couple of weeks. And uh, he lost 32 pounds the first month. He lost 20 Two pounds a second month. He lost 18 to third. Now, that's 72 pounds in three months. Bottom line is he would go on to lose 140 pounds, 
More importantly, he lost some knee braces, back braces, and canes, not just to walk, but run. And that you'll see in the video if you go to ddpy.com and go to the bottom of the page. But the really crazy thing is he's never had the knee operations. Wow. That's real food. Yeah, no kidding. That's food healing you, and that's where we started out here. And people are like, ah, fuck that. Don't keep your head in the sand. I don't care because if you do my program – you're still going to feel better. But if you do the food aspect and the mental aspect of what I teach, like on the app, 180 workouts, there's over 100-plus cooking shows. Because if you say, well, what do you eat? I eat the same thing you eat. I just eat with real ingredients. You're eating boxed garbage. I'm eating stuff that's going to heal me. You're eating stuff that's going to fuck you up. So I'd show you. It's not just a recipe. It's a cooking show. I show you how I cook it. Right. And it could be with my wife, my kids, Scott Hall. It yeah, could be right with on. like whatever my favorite chefs that show up. Um, then there's Motivational Monday. Every Monday. You get depressed. People don't understand that. You Can be- you go back to that depression thing? Sorry. Yeah. And I know you uh, tackle that with your program. But one simple thing for the person listening right now that is depressed and thinks they're, they're helpless. What's the one thing? That one thing. Do? Help somebody. Help somebody else. Help somebody else. No kidding. Oh, 100%. I mean, I have It does such, make you feel good when you help somebody, dude, right? I friggin... That's, that's what my life is. Right. You know, after you get the program... Yeah. I spend time with people. I mean, why am I still spending time with them? They, you know, they ain't gonna right. buy it again. No, because when they help... When you help them, you feel good about you. When you get these letters, like I... People will ask me, like, are, you know... How, how do you handle because it's it it's a lot i mean yeah. it's, sometimes it's overwhelming you know but i don't take it too seriously because you can't it's kind of like when you're getting the big push you're getting super famous yeah. uh you can't take that seriously no. you know because it's a freaking blip yeah. you know but same thing with this so i just she tried to stay consistent and say what i do like i am one of those people if i tell you i'm gonna do something it's done. Right. It's not bullshit. Have your secretary I call my secretary have lunch. If I say, yeah, get together, you can stay at my house, I mean it. You know? Yeah. So the depression part starts with, first of all, help somebody. I don't care if it's your grandmother, you know, you want to go down to a, uh, you know, a place Food where, or you know, whatever, right. whatever the fuck it is, right. you're going to feel better about you. It's yeah. just, it's, it's the way humans are wired. Right. And then start like, you, you become the five people you hang out most with. You know, my buddy Mark Merrow always says, your friends are like elevators. They bring you up <laughs> or they bring you down. And it's so true. So, like, if you came to my place, at some point you guys got to come down to Atlanta Love and to. see our place because it's the, the – everyone who comes in there, and I'm talking about superstars, you know, and it's a lot of re- – it's mostly regular people, but big superstars who come in and they're like, this – these people – they're so nice, like everyone who works, because they have to be. Yeah. Because if you don't have like a really positive attitude, if you're not there to help people, I don't need you there. Right, right. You know, because some people will come in and they'll weed themselves out. And in life, it's the same thing. If you got someone who's pulling you down and beating you up, you need to eliminate that. Right. You know, you because if you decide to stay in it, that's your choice. And I know there's that codependency thing. 
But, you know, that's where sometimes you just got to say, fuck that and walk away, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. You got to cut that shit loose. No, no one's more important than you are. Right. Like, here's something that we did. And this is something that I, I've been to Iraq three times. I've been to Afghanistan once to see the troops. I didn't stay there for more than 13 days. Now, 13 days is long, though. <laughs> you know, with those poor son of guns, they were, you know, and when it was cowboys and Indians over there, they were over there eight, you know, six, nine, a year, 18 months, you know, and... For me, going there and just putting, you know, myself out there, because I know a lot of them grew up with me, you know, and giving back, it meant a lot to them. So as part of our program, if you're a veteran, like, it's not like we don't wait till Veterans Day to do a sale for veterans. Every day, every single fucking day is Veterans Day. My app, my DVDs, always 50% off. I don't know anybody who does that shit. I do it because... It makes me feel good about me. Yeah. And it's giving back. So, you know, all the way around, it's doing things for other people. I, when I was 22, uh, you ever heard of uh, Zig Ziglar? Mm. He was a very famous uh, motivational speaker, Bible thumper. And some of his stuff I was, nah, I don't listen to that. But some of the stuff that he said was super powerful. And one of the things he said, I heard it when I was 22, and it's become sort of like a life mission of mine. You can get whatever you want as long as you help enough people get what they want. Wow. And he didn't say it exactly like that. That's my quote. Right. But it was that essence gotcha. of what he was saying. Yeah. And the truth is, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you keep thinking, well, fuck, I keep helping everybody. Nobody's helping me. Right, right. You gotta breathe. Have, you got to have a little patience breathe. as you believe. Yeah, exactly. Breathe and, breathe and, and uh, believe in the processes, as exactly. a lot of people like to say. One, uh, I, I, I want to, God, I could talk to you all day, but uh, I want to save your voice. You got to go back to the Burt Kreischer thing because I didn't forget with that guy. Right. Okay. Right. So let's and, finish that. So we can finish up that way. All right. And then I have one, one wrestling question. Sure. Right. Um, so um, Vance ends up you know, getting off the, you know, coming to see me. He's the guy from Burt Kreischer's uh, right. podcast. How much did well, he Well, He was 475. 475 started sh- uh, showing videos of himself just trying to walk a block. Right, and he would, t- he would he'd take the little camera, and yeah, I got yeah, about yeah. seven people walking with me today, yeah. and and um, just trying to make a difference. And he came, and first of all, he, he watched the movies, Food, Inc., Genetic Roulette, oh, and, 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 and Resurrection. And so he, okay, he got it. And if you're going to eat that, you're never going to have this. Um, I always tell people the food, the food, the food. Look at a Leonard Skinner concert in 1978 and look at it today. They're on their last tour right now. Yeah. They go from really skinny people to really big. Yeah. And it's just what they, it's on our, to our food. It's not, a lot of times it's not the people's fault. So it's just smartening him up. So taking him through that, he ends up losing over that period 198 pounds and comes in. I hadn't seen him in four months. I saw him, he was down about 100 pounds, but I didn't see the second 100 pounds because he was in Texas. And they, we, Steve, my, my guy who did Resurrection, one of my business partners, he's a, he really knows how to tell a story. He caught me and Vance see each other the first time and then him weighing in like he does. And 198 pounds down. And that video just went insane. Went everywhere. On your thing, maybe you guys can put it up there yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. see. We're talking about him and Arthur. But um, the... Uh, it changed so many people's lives. Like right now during that contest, I know of at least five guys who all started over 5 
hundred pounds. I know of three because I, I watch this stuff on the internet. I know of three guys that in the first three months are down over a hundred pounds. Wow. And again, it's eating real food, not starving yourself. It's eating real food. Jerry Ostrowski played for the uh, Bills. He's my he him him Pat Evans and Mike Evans are the guys I'm following. My Pat Evans he just played uh, three years, but he's on a practice squad. But he's still in the NFL, right. which means they hit every time. Oh, the practice squad yeah. gets beat up, beat up, beat so up. So Pat's dad played for Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, he's seventy two. So. They were the first to come in and actually work with me. We filmed starting out. Pat's going to be an instructor. He looks amazing in his first couple of months, how much he's changed. But he got a hold of Jerry Ostrowski, who played for Buffalo for eight years. Played offensive uh, center and he would play guard. And sometimes he'd play, have to play tackle. But bottom line, he played eight years in the NFL. The only reason he retired because his knees were shot. He was 443 pounds. First three months, he down 61 pounds. But more importantly, has gone from doing the chair workouts to doing beginner intermediate stuff in three months. So he was supposed to come down this week, but he can't. He's going to come down. He's going to come down in a couple weeks to work with me again because I'd like to track them. Like those guys are going to be my stories for the NFL. And we've already got a couple hundred guys already signed up. Yeah. yeah but there's thousands of them. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course. Man, yoga. It's like, it's not, that's why DDPY, like the NFL, NFL has nothing except DDPY. Right. <laughs> and let them go look at it. It's smart because it is, it's definitely more than yoga. And then I, I want to save your voice, but so how many, how many uh, ex-wrestlers are doing uh, your program? And you laugh there because... It's so, you know, being a wrestling fan since I was a little kid or whatever, to see these guys dying young or seeing them just incredibly unhealthy and, and uh, their bodies just broken, how, how does that make you feel? Well, a lot of the guys who are doing it are feeling way better, of course. Right. Um, but why do you yeah. think the wrestlers die so young? I think more than anything. Hey, Sal. Um, more the than schedule? Any, I think it's a really, it's a really rough schedule. Um there, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of painkillers and muscle relaxers. WWE super strict about that. Oh, now. I know that. Big. I mean, they got a really good that. wellness program when it comes to not letting the boys, you know, get caught on that stuff. Right. These kids say they don't drink the way we used to. Like they drink, but they don't drink the way we used to. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you guys all had to get to that next city no matter what. So you did what you had to do to get. And, there. and back in, you know, go back to Hulk, where I wasn't involved, but Hulk and Jake and. Macho and, and Piper, those guys were doing seven days a week, double shot on Saturday and Sunday. So there was points where they worked 90 straight days because the business was insane. insane. And no one knew. And right. no one knew. It was kind of like in the NFL. Nobody knew about the headshots. Of course. You just thought, oh, good headshot. Yeah, yeah, put yeah, your yeah. head into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, today. Oh, you were trained to do it that right, way. Right, exactly. So, but you didn't know, mainly because no one had ever played at that level. Any before, you know, so it's kind of like wrestling. Like today, more than anything, I look at these kids, and luckily, there's a ton of kids that, you know, this kid Ricochet, who is, uh, um, who is WWE right now, he's like a superhero. Like the stuff that he can do. Uh, but he'd been doing my program. I mean, his girl yeah, Casey. Oh, that's awesome. No, but because I go, I go down to the NXT uh, Performance Center down there, um, 
the uh, uh, Alistair Black, uh, uh, Drew uh, McIntyre, like so many of the guys. Tommaso Ciampa, he just got done with a neck surgery, and now he's on the back on the route. He spent three months in now, and now he's back to working out. He came and spent three days with me. And one of the things I set up at my house, because I got the DDP Yoga Performance Center, that's, you know, is the mecca where people yeah, come yeah. to, you know, work out and everything. But for top athletes, I was looking to do something at a different level. Like, now I've got a hyperbaric chamber. Wow. That's as high as you can go before it goes in the hospital. And it's, it goes to uh, 12 PSI, which means 30 feet below sea level. So now when you're rushing the oxygen in, it's not just healing you at a cellular level. It's also going to break the blood, the blood brain barrier and oxygen will go into the brain. That's how Daniel Bryan is back in the ring. He was off for like two years because his so many concussions, his head was so banged up. And I saw him at Mania. And I was like, I look at him, I go, hyperbaric chamber, right? He goes, oh, yeah. Hour and a half in the morning, hour and a half at night. And it oxidizes. There's no better way to heal your body than pure oxygen. I have one for myself. And I don't, I don't know, but I would bet LeBron is like, Four psi or seven psi. I would doubt if it was twelve, yeah. because I don't think really many people know about it. Right, and I know about it through because I'm like a sponge grabbing information, just like I did from Jake and Dusty. Now I do that here. I got a cryo machine. It's called a Revo machine. You know, it, it blows down and it blows up like Halloween stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a portable Revo that uh, that I got from guys out in California. But it's it's the got to have the nit- uh, the nitrogen. Yeah. 300 below zero. Oh, my God. Yo, but it's all about consistently doing it. Yeah. Got a, um, Nash turned me onto a Beamer pad that the electrodes that go through your body speed your blood up. So your blood's not going bloop, 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 bloop. It's going <laughs> that kind it's of shit. Which helps body. you heal. Right. Inverted table. I got that. I got an uh, infrared sauna, steam room, and a hot tub. All in my house. Yeah. And that's why you look amazing at 63. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Well, man, I, I mean, thanks for having us down here. Uh, this was amazing, man. It was a great, great seeing you, too. Uh, it's cool. I, I love it. They're like, no, Obi loves you. will go on the road. He'll come down and see him. Fuck yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> and when we were trying to get together before, we had changed the date so much, but I yeah. couldn't talk. <laughs> I know. No, I get it. So, brother, thank hey, you, man. Awesome. I, appreci- hey, I appreciate me- everything you do, for real. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Will you take a challenge from me and go 30, you and Mike, go 30 days on the app and try it? Because yeah. you're already doing yoga. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but I want to actually No, work. I'm a workout guy, but I, I definitely want to try uh, but something I'm different. About, but I'll teach you when we, have, when we get done with this right here. Yeah. I'll give you some things to do, and we'll talk once a week. Okay. And then let's come back 30 days long and see what you, go, what you came yeah, up with. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll be honest. Awesome. Is, is it food, too? I'll t- I'll tell you, I'll can tell you whatever you need to know. Right. I always make it... You know, meet you where you are. If you're looking for food, I can teach you about that. Right. You know, the motivational stuff, like we were talking about before about depression. Yeah. There's so many amazing things on YouTube. Like, listen to those. Joe Rogan is one of the most inspiring cats ever. Yeah. Um, you know, there, it's just finding the, like, um, Motivational Mondays, every Monday, right. is a different motivational I, deal. I, I listen to Super Soul Sunday with Oprah Winfrey <laughs> <laughs> to get oh, my head right. Hey, dude, Oprah is one powerful son of a gun. And no, I, she's friggin' powerful. And uh, and right now, uh, I could show you on my phone on Audible, I'm, I'm listening to The Power of Now. 
Yeah, awesome. The power of now. Awesome. My buddy Mike Screw the past, screw the future, you know, live in the moment. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Man, so. You can't look back and go, oh, fuck. Nah, oh, man. man. I can't, you know, what did I do? No, nah, it's What did you learn from that? Right. What did you learn from that? You know, that's that's positive. You know, yeah, but of course. I'm not going to dwell and go, God, shoot up. Yeah, you no, know, nah, like, no. Nah. I mean, you got to move on eventually. Yeah, Most of us, we get stuck and we can't move on. Right. Well, right? So. Yeah, because that's what they tell you. That's what you tell yourself. Well, you're not supposed to listen to that stupid voice. You're not. You're, and that's why you create the other voice. Right. And though, even, and, and I, I've heard guys say, oh, man, you shouldn't fake it till you make it. I'm like, no. To me, you have to fake it till you make it. You got to see it and you got to repeat it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And then it will start to, if you keep working, now if you're just going there, that, I think about this the secret. The, sec- the secret. <laughs> the secret. He thinks he's being light. Is, <laughs> is, has a great message of the power of. In um, manifesting dreams into reality. Yeah. But what the secret did is they never told you the real secret. And I use the example of the little the kid who in his bedroom going, I want a red bike. I want a red bike. I need that red bike. I want to make that red bike happen. I want to get that red bike. And one day he opens the door and a red bike's there. They left out the part where the kid got up back in our day and got a paper route with his rickety old bike and freaking went out there and made enough money and his dad matched him dollar for dollar yep. and they bought that red yeah, bike. Yeah. Like work ethic of course. equals results. Of course. Not just manifesting. You have to manifest, believe, and you got to work. And you got to put the work in. Exactly. That's a great way to end it. <laughs> awesome. Diamond Dallas Page. These these people want their house back. Oh, I know. I mean, I mean, you went from uh, you know like you were going to go on your uh, sailboat, and now you're <laughs> now you're going uh, I don't know to the city to to Wall Street or something. What happened? I just have to go educate some people on some employee benefits. Oh, very 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 nice. So, oh. If I could shamelessly plug Benefit Smiths, yeah, uh, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, anyone needs help with their employee benefits, I'd be more than happy to help. Also, my lovely bride, Sally Jane, uh, Dallas's sister is here. And we also own a travel agency called Travelsmiths. Travelsmiths. Who would think, yeah. right? The and best. The best travel agent on the planet. Hi, nice to meet you. Sally. Hi, Sally. Nice Pleasure. to meet you. Opie. Hi, Opie. Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, no, uh, let's leave with this. You want to know where I'm doing? See yeah. where I'm at? Don't listen to a word I had to say. <laughs> Go to Facebook and just read what people write They're on the member section of DDP Yoga. Just read what people write. If you want to know more about it, go to ddpy.com. Facebook, um, I should say Facebook is just Diamond Dallas Page and follow there or DDP Yoga or Twitter at RealDDP, at DDP Yoga and Instagram at Diamond Dallas Page, at DDP Yoga. Opie, it's been your pleasure. Yes, it has, buddy. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> And with that, Joey, wrap it up. <laughs>